to Horror Cool Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we are continuing Pride Month uh, with our LGBTQ plus special guests. And today we are joined by two Huns who have to enjoy roughly around the same amount of trash for their <laughs> podcast as we do for ours. Uh, their podcast is funny, it's entertaining, and full of some of the best tangents we've ever heard. No, we're not talking about ourselves. We are talking about Luke and Jack from Spilling Guts. That was yeah, yeah. such a good description. I want that on my gravestone. Yeah, I, I thoroughly that. enjoyed that intro. <laughs> Consider that stool. It, it took me a whole day to write it. Like, I just, I couldn't figure out the right one, but I, I think that pretty much sums you guys up. And but, you we've know, that's, on, that's... We've to, like, two other podcasts before, and we've not had a better opening slash intro than that you know, so I the was here. Title. <laughs> <laughs> but of course those are my words so tell us tell us about spilling guts in your words oh you want me to do it jack okay go on you take the floor darling uh so essentially spilling guts is just a horror slash entertainment podcast where we get together have a little kiki talk some shit talk about uh, hot bitches we like, talk about hot menses we like, talk about films we love, films we hate, and all that's in between. And we do love a good tangent. So, you know, if you like two dumb bitches, then please listen to <laughs> I mean, what more can you ask for than that? <laughs> exactly. I know, right? <laughs> and we have brought the two of you here today to discuss a true camp classic for for pride month haven't we chris yes yes are you going to tell us what we're talking about oh we have the professional introduction you know, <laughs> yeah. you see that gary does a lot of this and i just sort of sit well, here and then just every so often i'm like nah that was shit that was that was fucking shit i didn't like that and then it will just go back to that's me. I'm very that. It's so much easier. You know, no one's me all the talking, and I will pass all the judgment, and that's how this relationship is going to work. We're talking about serial mom. Mom. I suppose we'd have to say mom. Serial mom. Serial mom. Serial mom. Serial mom. It sounds so polite when English people say, like, serial mom. Uh, yeah. There's nothing menacing about it in the slightest. No. Mummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't imagine it uh, if it was a British film. Oh shit! Here's serial mum. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tracy. She's off on one again. <laughs> Tracer, what are you doing, Tracer? <laughs> With a <her> taser. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Also, oh, we're not the only people who've seen this. <laughs> oh, oh my god! No, I've only seen it because of uh, bag of chips. I've not seen. I don't watch Corey, but I've only seen it because of Twitter and bag of chips. It's 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 fully made me want to start watching Coronation Street. Though to say I'm like, if this is what's going to start going down on Coronation Street, I need to pick up my little Wellington boots and get get marching. I'm not going to lie, I did the other day after watching that Avid clip again, I went onto YouTube and, and just like uh, searched for, I think she's called Sharon Corey, and just watched like a little best bits clip, so that, this is quite entertaining actually to be fair. She's a total Sharon, she looks like a Sharon, she yeah. says Avid like a Sharon. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know there was a best stuff compilation for her, so I know what we're doing. Well, there isn't really, I had to like, <laughs> I had to look at a couple of clips and just 
call it the best star, but I had to I had to sift through some shit before I got to any good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's that's everyone's night started. So, uh, well, okay. I mean, cruising with Jane McDonald's been cancelled now, so we have to jump on some else. <laughs> we'll watch Coronation Street instead. Yeah. <laughs> Get on Coronation Street. I have a feeling that you there's a seventy percent chance that you will not regret it. Uh, so, um, yeah, and if any of our listeners haven't seen this clip yet, just it's on, I'm sure it's on For the Love of Huns now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Love of Huns. I It'll like be all of, over gay Twitter. Just just go and search gay Twitter and it's there. Yeah. It's, it's Pride Month, everyone. This is the gayest clip you're ever going to find <laughs> this year. Let's get into it. It's gayer than Liza Minnelli singing Single Ladies. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not as gay as that, but I can close. Now, there's one film we could have added to the Pride Month sketch. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. Uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, Serial Mum, directed by John Waters. Uh, we've discussed John Waters on the podcast before, mm-hmm. uh, Polyester for our 100th episode, uh, Gay Icon, he's, he's directed the likes of Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, uh, Cry Baby, uh, one of, probably one of his more accessible ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was made on a budget of $13 million and it only made $7.8 million. Were the gays not going to the cinema in the night? Boo! What the fuck is this? Who hits boo? What? What is happening? Definitely a movie ahead of its time, probably. Yes. I say, I think. Yeah, it was very much. It's very much, uh, you know, the same. The, the whole Jennifer's body thing was released at the wrong time, wasn't it? One hundred. No, that is a movie that was definitely released at the wrong time with the wrong marketing. Yeah. For a completely yeah. that is a gay icon experience. Yeah, it's one of my favorite films. Boys. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a grower on me now, I must say. So we uh, read out bits of trivia each week. So uh, this is the part where I do all the talking and you, you usually just... You, I hear a little, yeah, okay, from Chris every now and then. <laughs> so yeah. it's really boring trivia, though. Boy! Right? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Chris, we're going to get along. We'll just sit here and like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Jack, I Jack, you're acting like brand new. You talk as much shit as me. It's like pretending <laughs> cute. Like a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you know full well, you talk so much smack. So don't even try. Don't play. Do not I'm play. I'm sitting here like butter could never melt, and it would never melt, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so before uh, the icon that is Kathleen Turner was cast in the lead role, Julie Andrews was considered for this role. That would have worked. Uh, Imagine no. that. I'd. Ooh, Jillian Andrews. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that doesn't happen. But I think it would have been... That's a no from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> personally. <laughs> I mean, I've watched Julie Andrews in anything. <laughs> yeah, but Julie Andrews in this? Um, uh, I don't think. This is playing against type, though, isn't it? True. Yeah, it would have been playing against type for good reasons. Oh, I don't know. It'd be like when Ben de la Creme played her. <laughs> what is it? Ben de la Creme and All Stars playing yeah, that, yeah, um, for that idea of Julie Andrews singing about a vagina. Um, Hello. Yeah. Here we go. But That's do you know, a very different film. This role was like made for Kathleen Turner. I don't yeah, like yeah, 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 anybody yeah, else yeah. ever playing this character ever. It's like her role in Crimes of Passion. I, has anyone seen Crimes of Passion? Um, I haven't. Have you? I, I feel like, like you would have watched, like, 
I probably he, like, have. But I love I, an actress. I have, like, but it's, it's not coming to my mind straight away. But I think I, I think I have. She mm. is even more iconic in that film. It's definitely worth worth watching. That's the one with the giant dildo, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, <laughs> that's. I mean, more things happening the, than that. It's not. That's <laughs> the only thing he's going to remember is the film with the giant dildo. And you know what? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> she doesn't work in a factory making dildos. Like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I I actually have a long time ago, but I ha- I have seen it. Yeah, I just had a quick look now, but I have seen it now. Yeah, that 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 may be a future one for the for the podcast. That would be good. Now one. think about it. Uh, this is Matthew Lillard's first film. It's Matthew Lillard. That's how you pronounce his name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when he noticed that Kathleen Turner had memorized everyone's names from the call sheets, he asked her why she did this, and her reply was, "Oh, honey, that's the first thing you do." Pointless bit I mean, of trivia, but very, very iconic. I love that. Iconic again. Too much iconic behavior. It really is. Uh, the copyright holders of the song Tomorrow has heard when Mrs. Jensen is watching Annie in that iconic scene in her living room uh, charged $60,000 for the rights to use the song Ooh. because of the explicit content of John Waters' past films. Oh, homophobia perhaps? I think so. Uh, <laughs> not on our watch. I mean, they were wrong, though. They were they right. Were wrong. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> I mean, somebody just get bludgeoned with a leg of lamb to the song. <laughs> they, so they were right to be a bit. Like, okay. and, and what a waste of taste of good meat. I mean, the, I mean, the dog loved it after. But burnt, I think, so yeah. I don't think it was that tasty. That was looking burnt and crispy. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. 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 If it was enough to bludgeon someone with, it must have been overdone. <laughs> yeah. Not a very good cook, some might say. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Michael Douglas tried talking Kathleen Turner out of the role, so we're no longer fans of Michael Douglas, because why would you do that? Because he's rude. Bad, Michael. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Keep your nose out of it. <laughs> Didn't he blame his throat cancer on going down on women? Did he blame really? it? Yes, he did. he did. Yeah. He oh did. Yeah. He did. So, yeah. Don't trust his opinion on anything. Yes, it was what does this mean I'm gay now? Oh vagina has made me sick. Vagina <laughs> has given me cancer. I now want penis preference <laughs> from now on. Well no, well, no cause he's still married to uh Catherine Zeta Jones. I don't think he's gay. Yeah. Um, vagina I just think she's not getting eaten out ever. So <laughs> that is gonna be Bless yeah. Her. Poor Catherine. Poor Catherine. <laughs> this episode is dedicated to Catherine. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, yeah, vagina. vagina. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, another choice for the lead role was Susan Sarandon. No. Better than Julie Andrews. No, 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 no. That's a spicier flavour than Julie Andrews. I have to admit, like she's a spicy woman. No, I she, think Julie Andrews no. would probably be a better choice. I think than. Because Julie Andrews is Sarandon, are you joking? I think so, because Julie Andrews is so like squeaky clean, isn't she? So for her to beat the shit out of someone with the leg of lamb would have been hilarious, you know? Can we get Serum on All Stars on the go? Yeah, get the original cast members. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for my final bit of trivia, because there's not a lot to say about trivia for this film, Um, the Christmas card in Beverly's serial killer scrapbook belongs to Dennis Damodi. It was hand-painted by John Wayne Gacy and sent to him when he was a child. Waters borrowed the card and inserted it into the scene as an inside joke. The fact that it was created by Gacy is not mentioned and the viewer is not expected to know this. Do you oh. know this? Well, I do now. Well, there we yeah. go. 
This is why we have the Thank trivia section. <laughs> <laughs> that is not may or may not be where I get my facts from. Oh, I'm sorry. oh shit, I gave it away. Sorry. I don't know. Um, so... We interviewed John Waters last week and he told us. <laughs> um, so last year, this is an ongoing thing, and I completely forgot to do it last week. Um, last week, we spoke about uh, a vampire film called Bit. And I know, Jack, oh. you've seen it because I've seen it on Letterboxd. Uh huh. Um, yeah, we've yeah, seen it. Wild, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't great, was it? Yeah. <laughs> It was terrible. Let's be honest. It was. I, I think. I think. Apart from the scene where they're all dancing to Rasputin, I yeah. was like, I thought that was amazing, <laughs> and the rest of the film was just like wet turd. And I was like, next. <laughs> um, we forgot to ask last week. What makes this gay? That's that was our ongoing thing last year in Pride Month, wasn't it? It was. So quickly, Chris, what makes bit gay? So for our listeners from last week, what, what makes bit gay? Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the gay characters, that's about it. There we you? go. Thank you. Um, so, is, that, is that the answer? <laughs> <laughs> We've closed the chapter now. We never have to speak about bit ever again. Yeah, <laughs> it thank was you. shit. Thank yeah, do not, do not make us relive it, please. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, well, now we're on a new episode. I think the problem was, you asked me what made it gay. I didn't want it to be gay. I didn't, I didn't, want, that. I didn't want to own that. That doesn't belong to us. That's someone else's. That's not us. Pride Month starts this week. <laughs> so, so, now that we're on a new episode, what makes Serial Mum gay? Everything. Everything. <laughs> Every Period. Every, from the tip of its head to the bottom of its feet, Serial Mom is for gays, made by gays, gay. 100%. I think Kathleen Turner makes it gay, and then it being from John Waters makes it 100% gay. And it's just a camp all time, isn't it? It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Camp camp film. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a love of horror films and serial killers. I find that's quite... Yeah. Not not a... Predominantly gay thing. Well, I mean, it's laughing at serial killers. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy is high camp, isn't it? Yes. So there is a, re- a really weird connection between, like, the gays and liking either horror movies or being into, like, serial killers. Like, there's something about that that, like, the gays just go mad for. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you spend all of your life fearing the biggest thing about yourself. So watching someone beat the shit out of someone with a leg of lamb, you're like, more, <laughs> more, more. That's Absolutely. Just, like, makes me feel so much better because A, she's wasted her dinner, and B, she's dead, bitch. So, you know, <laughs> being gay is, like, just not a problem when watching Serial Mom. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't sum that up any better myself. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> <laughs> So... Getting into the film, uh, plot summary is she's the perfect all-American parent, a great cook and homemaker, a devoted recycler and a woman who will literally kill to keep her children happy. And we start the film with a title card telling us that the film is based on a true story. Um, I've got the whole thing here, but um, I won't bore you with reading it all out. But they tried to make you believe that this is the true story. It's obviously not. Yeah. Uh, and then we get opening credits over some very happy... Uh, music that sounds like it belongs in a Spielberg film more than a John Waters film. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely going for the whole 1950s um, family sitcom 
energy to begin with. Uh, nice clear blue skies, white yeah. fences. Mm -hmm. um, very much, you know, like the start of Blue Velvet. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Stepford Wives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely going for that to start us off. Isn't yeah. the start of Blue Velvet um, just like imprinted in my brain and then like it's so like gorgeous and scenic mm. and you just zoom closer and closer and it's that noise of the bugs all crawling mm. over each other. Horrible. Yeah, and then like no. as soon as all that ends, and then like you're shown the ear after that, it's just like it really sets the tone. Those two things sets the tone for the entire film. Yeah, absolutely. But yes, that. Um, I mean, would, <laughs> should we just talk about Blue Velvet instead? <laughs> Let's go. Maybe we want to watch Blue Velvet now. <laughs> well, I haven't got those notes, so can we not? <laughs> So we are uh, introduced to Beverly, Eugene, Misty, and Chip. And they're having breakfast uh, whilst Beverly watches the bin men and gets annoyed because Misty's got some chewing gum on the go. Uh, Misty discusses the boy she's going to meet. Eugene discusses the hillside strangler uh, getting his college degree in prison. And Chip wants to know if Eugene has seen Henry portrait of a serial killer. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Have you seen Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? I've yes. only ever seen half of it. I have never watched the full thing, which is awful and sacrilegious. But I've just never got around to watching it. Is it good? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good. Is it good? I mean, I'm I'm a true crime junkie. So anything to do like with true crime, anything, I am there 100. percent So yeah, you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, it, it leaves like, you. You've got to be in the right mood to watch it. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember. I, I think I felt like I needed to take a shower after watching. It's a very grimy, um, just like really uneasy film, but it's fantastic and it's really, really mm -hmm. good. Uh, and Beverly kills a fly. <laughs> she does. She's <laughs> not in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. We're still back in Serial Mom. We're introduced to this family. They're very much middle. Middle class, would you say? American, suburban yeah, family. Um, he's a dentist, which in America pays well, I'm assuming. Um, it's very like, house. It's very like, is it blue collar white? I don't know what it is. Like, because they have so many different like classes and like ways of like, <laughs> so I'm not quite white? sure what they're middle class. Well, I just, I'm just thinking uh, that's white collar crime, but I think are they, are they blue collar or is that like, is that lowering class status? I'm not quite sure. Blue collar is what we would call like working class, but in, in terms of uh, like industrial, you know. Yeah. So um, do you reckon they're in between like that and mega rich? Because they've got a massive house. But then everywhere in America, it's just big. Like everyone, you can be like yeah. poor and have a big house in America because it's so. It's really we we talk about it on the podcast like this. Um, we're on the podcast now. <laughs> 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 On the what? <laughs> What's the podcast? What's his voices? Yeah. I feel like Kathy Hilton. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying? A uh, big houses. Oh yeah, Americans they have huge houses. Like we're sat here in, you know, me and Gary both work. Um, we don't do podcasts full time, uh, <laughs> as you can tell. Uh, you don't? We do. <laughs> we just stay in the same places all week until it's time to, 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 to yeah. sit here. 
<laughs> we're in like a flat and then in america we'd have a huge house wouldn't we yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but they're like really uh, this is such a tangent but they're like really thin walls aren't they so they're like people can like run through their walls they yeah, love a like, wood house over there because it's like really cheap mm-hmm. to make like bigger houses while here we use brick we use yeah. a sturdier stuff so that's why like but i mean i'm here that's for something for you, isn't it? in america that happens in like a small one bed apartment you know everything happens in these grand houses yeah um where's the stuff happening in like a really shitty one bed apartment and a shitty neighborhood you know it's true I mean, and yeah. and then this is a uh, one-income household. You, you, this uh, he's a dentist, um, but I just think of Scream, where um, what's the name? Nev Campbell. What's the name? Sydney. 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 You couldn't remember Sydney Prescott's name. I know. Wow. I mean, <laughs> like, bye now. What's See you my later. Pearls? <laughs> yeah. Bye really now. warm, okay? <laughs> Are you well sure? Warm weather. You sure you want to use Scream as an example for this and not Paranormal Activity? Oh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, but they both. Oh, no, because only one of them works. Only one of them works, yeah. Just weird sort of American movie thing where just one parent works and they have huge houses. Mm, like that house that, that house that Sydney has in Scream and she's got that mat and that's not a balcony. It is like the size of another house with the two of the teeniest, tiniest chairs standing there <laughs> like, oh, rich people. I got that all day good. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a very long it's very much an ongoing thing in John Waters films, though, isn't it? He, like he really, I, I don't know if he does it on purpose with the over exaggeration of the big house and everything, because he's very much going for that Douglas Sirk melodramatic, uh, weird version of a lifestyle thing that goes on in his films, isn't it? Yeah, it's about yeah. subverting an image that we have of uh, this suburban America um, and this all white, pearly white family. Um, when actually, you know, underneath the surface, it's not so pearly white. No. Mm. And well, I think that... Oh, <laughs> I know that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was... Yeah. Every word and syllable of that, I, honestly. But I think that's the stuff with John Waters' movies, is like every single detail is meticulously planned and thought out, as you said. There is purpose behind absolutely everything which is not the sort of attention to detail that you see with like movies these days you know um and it's all planned out and i think that's why they're so like so unbelievably enjoyable like crybaby i think is like such a guilty pleasure um because it's so bonkers and it's like so wrong but under like i could watch that three times a year every year until a day i'm six foot under you know yeah, no, absolutely, and and that's been, that's why no one makes films like John Waters. Um, you know, a lot of directors you can compare their stars to the people. I know I compare it to Douglas Sirk, but you know, I mean, a lot of John Waters stuff is just John Waters. You can't like Pink Flamingos. What on earth could you compare that to? You know, that's not like anything else. I don't think you can really, can you? It's just it's, no. its own sort of league. But I think. One of the reasons why this maybe didn't do as well at the time is because everything is so exaggerated yeah. and that's on purpose. So I think going into it, people think, 
are they trying to be serious and this is really bad acting? No, that's not the case. Like the, the point is for each character to be so over the top and so stupidly over the top. They're almost a caricature of who they're supposed to be. That's why it almost it feels like you're in two worlds because it's obviously she's going around killing people, yet everything else is so like funny and just stupid and over the top. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> So after we are introduced to the family, we're introduced to Detectives Pike and Gracie. And uh, they are at the house to investigate some obscene phone calls to Dottie Hinkle. <laughs> and they show a note, don't they? What, what does it say on the note? I love this so much. And who wants to say it? <laughs> I'll say it. It says, I'll get you, pussy face. <laughs> uh, every time I see that piece of paper, I just... T he he, all the way home. I'm... Yeah, we had to pause. <laughs> <laughs> and then even with the notes the phone where I'm calls, just laughing, I'm just like... I kind of miss what happens. <laughs> I just crack up anytime she slips into that like phone voice and starts yeah. like any, every dirty word she can think of. It just it tickles me pink. It's funny because like up until that point, you have an idea of what the movie is going to be, but the movie has not fully set off for its bonkersness. And the first idea you get of it is a note that says, I'll get you pussy face. <laughs> and once you see that, you're like, right, I'm in for a freaky ride and I am yeah. here for it. Yeah. <laughs> How does Beverly respond? She's, she's really shocked, isn't she? <laughs> she tells him to watch the birds outside. She's officer, though, I've never even said the P word out loud, let alone written it down. <laughs> and then Eugene's like, no woman would. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then and then she does that um, like bird calling. Yeah, I think it's oh, like funniest. So... Oh. What what is it she does again? I can't even like, remember. Ooh wee, ooh wee, yeah. ooh wee, ooh wee. <laughs> and everyone's everyone in the room is staring at the birds outside. You know, like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I'm close up of the birds as well. <laughs> oh. oh. And then we are introduced to Birdie, uh, who we find out is also a horror fan as well as Chip. She's there to pick up Chip and gives Misty a Pee Wee Herman doll, randomly. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's for her to sell at the... Um... Oh, the American version of a car boot. Yeah. Yeah. What, swap meat? Oh, is that what it's called? Well, no, she says oh. swap meat, doesn't she? Oh. <laughs> that sounds like some grinder shit there. <laughs> 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 I don't know why Ricky Lake's <laughs> doing that. <laughs> 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 wow, Pee Wee Herman did get caught in a porno theatre, didn't he? No, he didn't. It ruined his career. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's, something happened with Pee Wee where he, they were like, ew. You know, he'd done something, everyone was like, oh no, Pee Wee's a, a bit of a creep. I mean, the Pee Wee out in the porno theatre. Got arrested. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Is that what it was for? I thought. Yeah. Just yeah. some like indecent images of people, you know, the normal for anyone in Hollywood. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> quite mild actually compared to some. Just have his willy out in a theatre. <laughs> We're like, is that it? Yeah. Just as willy out. <laughs> Kids TV though, isn't it? <laughs> Could have done more, couldn't he, to make up for it? Right? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and we're introduced to Carl after this, who arrives to pick up Misty. Uh, he introduces himself to Beverly as a friend of Misty's. There's a friend's son in Miss Misty picking her up, hasn't he? 
Oh, yeah. Good old Carl. Yeah. Uh, the detectives think Beverly is about as normal and nice of a lady as they're going to find, which then takes us to one of the best scenes of the film, where she actually makes the phone call. Oh, iconic. 9.37am. <laughs> <laughs> I love the timestamps as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, I can't can do an impression. Can I feel do like an impression? Try. Yeah, can any of you do an impression of the phone voice? I think I might be able to. Well, my Go impressions on. the last few episodes have been pretty bad. Well, they were little, little, I usually sound like that. Because one, one of my favourite lines is like, I think she says, is this one, two, one, two, fuck you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she calls up Dottie, who is, of course, played by the amazing Mick Stoll, uh, another icon. And she says, is this the cocksucker residence? <laughs> <laughs> is this four, two, one, five, pussy way? Let me check the zip code. <laughs> two, one, two, fuck you. <laughs> You were very much there for me. Your mother wants sucks cocks in hell. You were giving me that as well. So, you know, we're slash, in there too. Yeah, slash Roz from Monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah. Oh, slash Miss oh, Yeah. There's a little Miss Vanjie in there too. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't just do one impression, I do multiple at the same time. Yeah, so good. Yeah, little, little, little bit of candy muse sprinkled in there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I definitely a little bit of candy. I love a layer performance. Yeah, I know. Something to dissect, you know. Yeah. <laughs> layers on layers on layers. Layers on layers on layers, baby. Okay, this is the podcast where we analyse Serial Mom, not me. <laughs> Welcome to your roast. I know. I... Yes, this is a surprise. This is my roast. This is a surprise. Mom surprise. <laughs> um, we are introduced to another neighbour, Rosemary. Yeah, who very rudely just entered she the house. She That's what I in. wrote down. Like, if, if I would have wanted to kill her, if she just walked into my house and then walked upstairs, like, no, no, no. If you're going to walk in, stay, like, in the kitchen, you know. Yeah. That. Doesn't she voice the pufferfish instructor from Spongebob? Yeah. She does, yeah. That's all I could see the whole time that this was happening. I was like, there she is. The driving instructor. <laughs> Isn't she just like Miss, Mrs. Puff? Just Mrs. Mrs. Puff? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. like, what did you call me? <laughs> Big old puff bitch. <laughs> So she walks in and she she only just misses uh, Beverly on the phone, doesn't she? Because she calls Dottie back after she hangs up on her and pretends to be Mrs. Wilson from the telephone company. So she has this thing where she likes getting Dottie to repeat what she's been saying, and I love it. I wish there was more of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish they sort of carried that on. Like there was a couple of other scenes where like that was like her trademark, like Ghostface before yeah. she. Goes and fucks someone up. She will like roast a bitch on the phone before talk about her pussy face. Um, and what is it? One two one two. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> we needed more. So Beverly goes for a drive and then eventually goes to parents' evening, where Chip's teacher tells her he's concerned about Chip's obsession with horror films and the uh, the picture he drew of the poster of Blood Feast. I mean, I was concerned because it actually did not look like the poster for Bloodface. No, exactly. <laughs> it was a bit off. It was yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he recommends that Chip gets therapy. So, of course, Beverly is not happy about this because he's also he's also got some chewing gum on the go. 
So what does she do? Uh, she runs a motor. She's like any normal person would. Yeah, Bad like any same bitch would, like run that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this may be uh, some sort of cathartic thing going on with John Waters and... So the teacher, he says, oh, well, it, it, he's doing really well, you know, he's doing really well, but it's this horror film obsession, you know, it's these um, gory, shit, shitty films, you know, that he watches. I'm really concerned for him. Clearly there's some issues going on at home. And uh, I would hazard to guess that that's been said about John Waters' films quite a few times. <laughs> so do you think yeah. there's sort of a cathartic, you know, yeah. uh, running over the critics? sort of thing going on absolutely because that's exactly the sort of like thing that he would pepper into his movies because they are all very self-referential like they look upon themselves and like how the media would have as you said reacted and even like um he was in uh seat of chucky and even in, do you remember and even the role he has is so like tongue-in-cheek yeah i think like yeah. that is definitely his way of being like Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> you would look really good, flat like a carpet, once I ran you over with this car. Yeah, and it's, it's very much around that time as well where horror films are being blamed for a lot of things. Um, I mean, what year is this again? This, this is 1994. Yeah. Okay, so that's two years before Scream, and obviously Scream later, later on had all those... Uh, Accusations are being to blame for certain things, and then and then at the same time, there's the they're in they're still within. I think in the height of the whole satanic panic, yeah, yeah, mentality in America, where anything remotely violent is like that's the cause of every serial killer, and it's like mm, that's not actually the case if you really think about it. And like satanic cults are just running around like murdering people, like that's not what what's really happening. No. Mm. Uh, yeah, and this film just basically laughs in the face of anyone who said anything like that. And yeah, it's all the more better for it, isn't it? So, yeah. whilst uh, whilst Beverly's running over the teacher, there's the stoner girl watching in the background, isn't there? <laughs> I love how I love how casual that that was. Just yeah. Casual, like... <laughs> that's, that's, def that's definitely like me, me and Jack. That's our vibe. We we would have been that girl in the movie, like just. <laughs> really high laughing at someone being run over like hee hee <laughs> it was a blue car like it's just blue <laughs> yeah like the gays could not name the type of the car it was blue it had four wheels someone was driving it the, the end I, I would love a spin-off of that character just like her, her journey getting to that point like what she... she did that day like that yeah. <laughs> she witnesses it, and then she kind of looks like it lo looks at her joint as if uh, it's been laced with something. Like, did you imagine that? Just, okay, just crack, just crack on with my life. Yeah, fine. She, you know, she probably would have rolled that joint, so she should have known what was. Yeah. So like, what a dumb bitch. That's why it's all. <laughs> so Chip, Birdie, and Scotty are watching Blood Feast when Beverly brings them cookies and asks them to leave. Uh, she has a brief conversation about what the teacher said, and then they continue to watch Blood Feast. She wants to watch the scene where they pull the heart out, doesn't she? Yeah. Have you seen Blood Feast? Never. No. no. Um, Wait. Was I seeing Blood Oh, no. I'm getting mixed up with Blood Diner. Blood Diner's the better film, isn't it? Blood Diner's yeah. the kind of remake. Yeah. Uh, Blood, Blood Feast is a very schlocky um, 60s movie. A kind of... 
suburban setting as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I can see why he chose yeah. Good Feast. Um, but it's essentially about this uh, Egyptian cult leader who needs to get body parts to create... Um, is it some goddess? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, so he's killing oh, all the so pretty girls and very extra. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it's kind of it was in the sixties, but it was seen as sort of the first like gore movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was yeah. very much sort of like red paint and animal body parts, just sort of yeah thrown around. But uh, you know, you can't. Yeah, you can kind of tell just from the little clip we see that it's just it's very much blood, uh, uh, red paint. Yeah. yeah, I I thought it was like fake footage. I didn't actually realize that what was shown was an actual movie, but it makes sense because of course later on, you see they're watching like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and there's like all these and death becomes her. So there are obvious references to other movies um, that you can see their influence. So I would understand. I don't know why I thought it was like you know the same like body part she pulls out of his back. In the urinal, I thought that oh. was like the same. Yeah, it did, it did look similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was the exact same thing on the TV, but you know, what would I know? <laughs> well, Blue Feast is so sort of cheapo and sort of ridiculous. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, it, you would you would think that maybe John Waters had done it himself. Yeah. But cheaper for him to already have a film there ready. <laughs> uh, the, so the family are having dinner and Rosemary runs over to tell them that Mr. Stubbins has been murdered. That's Mr. Stubbins, isn't it? Oh, the teacher. I don't know. No, about the teacher anyway. In fact, you, you know her all about. <laughs> it was it was funny. I liked how they sort of went into this sort of the heart for Blood Feast, and then sort of panned out of this like ketchup covered meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. She's holding in her hands. I like, I like that. She's like winning like a Cheshire cat. Like, hey guys, it's dinner. <laughs> Have you ever eaten meatloaf? Let's talk about tangents. Uh, it's sort of weird. I've never. I don't know what it I is. I want to try because, because like, is it? I, I don't really get what it is. So, like, I've wanted to try it, but then I only found out recently that like they smother it in ketchup and then put it like back in the oven. So they like oh. cook the ketchup, like loads of them like cook the ketchup with it then, and I think that's really strange. I don't think my taste buds would like that uh, violence. No, oh. warm ketchup's weird. Yeah, I think that's like really strange, but Americans eat um some crazy, crazy stuff. But like, without sounding yeah. stupid, because obviously it's a loaf of meat. But what is actually in a meatloaf? You know, like is it? That's what I want to know. I have no idea. Um, yeah. When I try it, no. like it's like they just got like a bunch of like minced meat and just kind of like made it in, like put it into like a cooking, like a, a cooking dish, and like just baked it i don't know that's what it sounds like to me like i don't but i don't really and put some like sauce and whatever in it but i don't actually get what they do because they, yeah. they make some weird weird shit over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know we're a bit weird ourselves <laughs> well yeah yes we, we are but like they're weird <laughs> they are weirder yeah, yeah they're yeah. warm catch yeah they're warm catch <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, any yeah. Americans that are listening. Uh, we don't mean to offend you. Find your meatloaf. I'm sure it's real tasty. Yeah. I'm sure it's really good. We do it all the time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> weird how American. We always like sloppy do. Sloppy Joe, though, because that does look like quite appealing. I have had a sloppy Joe, maybe not 
I'd like I would like make sloppy joes. So if I made like a a chili and I had leftover, I would like a burger buns and like mm. slap it on and add cheese. And I think it's amazing. But again, it's just like very American. Like why not have some rice? I know we'll slap it between two slices of bread. Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds amazing. Oh, oh, that's good. It is good. Let me make this between two slices of bread. Let me make this crystal clear. And this is one thing I am not slagging Americans off because it is good. It tastes real good. <laughs> Did you want that quote on your growth stone? I'd put anything in between two slices of bread. Yes. yes. Anything. <laughs> anything. Write it down. <laughs> it's exclusive. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> It's not an exclusive. <laughs> sure I have a feeling he might have said something like that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure it was my grinder profile. <laughs> or I should get like a tramp stamp with that on. Yeah, <laughs> right above the ass cheeks. <laughs> Wait, can I ask a question? Is that is that Lisa Rinner on that mug? It is. Yes. Yeah. I knew it. It's Lisa Rinner. By the hair, by the flicks, I was like, that is Lisa Rinner. Yeah. Amazing. Well, she's had it for 20 years, so... <laughs> Do you recognise that? <laughs> Just oh, by the so yes, like anything. We anything stand with Serena's house. <laughs> anything housewives look on the ball. I, cons- I consume, the, like, the mall every single city, so, like... I watch clips of all of them. Well, you used to. Now we just watch the whole thing. Now we watch the whole thing. <laughs> so now we've got Hey You. So now we're yeah, watching... Yeah. Beverly Hills has always been my favourite. Sure. Um, so um, we're watching that and loving Kathy Hill, and she's the best thing. <laughs> oh, Have you been watching the new great. series? Yeah, little Kathy is great. I love her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we might start watching all of them, apart from. Is it Dallas, the one? Oh, that... yeah, that's that's not the best. And they're kind no. of a little bit... Well, they're not a little bit. They're a bit racist. Um, mm. You should watch Potomac, because that's, like, that's one of the, a fast fan favourite. It's one of the best newcomers. It's, like, five seasons. It's one of the best. One of the one of the wives, her husband, is like was accused of, like, groping, like, the cameramen and stuff. Oh, yeah. So what's her? Ashley. Ashley, Ashley. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I liked um because I, I do watch the clips, so I'll go on yeah. YouTube and I'll just watch the best bits. Mm-hmm. Um, not the bits where they've gone shopping or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's a bit like, you know, yeah. a skip that part <laughs> by a new skirt. Um, but um, yeah, Ashley, who did I like? The one that brought all the receipts to the reunion. Oh, like, no, she literally had a file. The famous found like, binder heard around the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's your husband's <laughs> cheating on you. Look, I've got the receipts. <laughs> it was like, what was it? Um, who was the pastor was cheating on? Oh, we might have to edit this out if we're. Listen to people. Listen to people. People want to hear this. <laughs> people that listen to this to listen to cereal mum. <laughs> Which housewife would play cereal mum? <laughs> Slut pig, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to see um, see Kim Richards. Hi. Not Kim Richards. Kyle Richards. 
and Halloween Halloween Kills. Yeah. But I but I I secretly I know she will die, but I secretly want to see her in Halloween Ends as well. Like I want to be I think that she's going to love Halloween Kills. Do you think? Uh, And I actually think she might love Halloween Ends because I can't see them killing off every character from the original Mm. one. I think they kinda wanna we know Laurie will like probably inevitably meet her end in the last one. I think they kinda wanna give us maybe uh, like a Haddonfield original that maybe has gone on to love a long and not so traumatizing life, you know? I yeah. mean, that would be nice. But... That would be nice, but you know, Michael Myers is, um, unless you're a baby, he's not going to work, so, um, you know, so. But on, on the uh, Real Housewives, she broke her nose. You know, she had a nose job. It's because she broke her nose well, while filming. Did she break her nose, or is she just saying she broke her nose? Because she also tried to blame those bangs on the movie. And I don't, I don't think it was the movie that made it. <laughs> like she, she did it. And was like, oh, the film made me do it. Like no. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she said it was that she was like doing some stunts. She was like wanted to do her own stunts, so she broke her nose, and um, and then she has the bangs because that's how she looked in the very first one, isn't it? She had that little. Yeah. No, but recently, <laughs> little, apparently, you never change your hair, and uh, <laughs> you have the exact same hair from when you're eight till when you're forty-eight. So you know. No, but in the new so... season of Housewives, like the first episode, she says, "Oh, something. I can't remember what it was. Something flew into my face, and I was like, no, you would know.'" What flew into your face to break your nose? <laughs> you can't say, oh, I don't know what it was, but something flew, like, hit me in the face. No, you'd know. Like, whatever broke your nose, you'd know what it is. Like, Do you think she's maybe, like, like trying to hide potential spoilers? Like, oh, it was when Michael Myers, like, chopped my head off, um, and I broke my nose, so she's like, something hit me in the face. I don't know, a bird? <laughs> no, I, I, I think she wanted a nose job because she's not a stranger to a nose job. I mean, she's she's had quite a few noses, so I'm not sure why she tried to hide it, but this this whole thing about, I don't know what it was that hit me. No, bitch, you know exactly what it was. That <laughs> it was the doctor's scalpel. That's what it hit in the face. Does she, does she speak about Halloween and, like, the, like the Real Housewives? Bits and bobs. Like, she does, like, she mentions it a bit. Like, last season she did, but, like, not... That, that would feed my soul. You know, yeah, she has I, a bit. I, yeah, when your two worlds collide. We we love pointing out all the films that have the housewives in. So like Eileen Davidson was in um, House on Sorority Row. Yes, she was. Um, yeah. We're dying to watch Robot Wars with Lisa Rinna. Yeah. Um, and Barbara Crampton together. In yeah. One film. Oh um, my we god. The film called Curfew. Jack, I told I told you about Eileen Davidson when we when we because we did an episode on that on House on Sorority Row and I told you that's one of the housewives. That's right, I remember, but I didn't, like, I obviously wasn't watching it. Because we love a Housewives crossover where there's, like, mm. where there's someone in a, in a horror movie. Yeah. We watched it. It was a really boring film called Curfew. Yeah. And it had Kyle Richards in, but you could tell it was her original nose when she was oh, in yeah. that one. Yeah. Before, before she was even on Housewives, that original nose. Uh, yes, yes. When this she was on the Superlife for, like, for, like a, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was she on the simple life? Like the yeah in the in the in the first episode, she she talks for like a good like two minutes about Paris and how they're gonna get on, and then you, she's on for a minute, and then she's gone. Ah. Uh, well, she's got like that. She's got that whole like the crooked nose she used to have. Like got her old nose. The old 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 that nose. Old 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 mm-hmm. nose. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I don't think I even need to ask. Are we going to have you guys back on then when we do a Real Housewives episode with all the oh films starring sure Real Housewives? Of course. <laughs> Kind us and... Can we find the one with Bethany Frankel when she uh, gets her tits out? <laughs> uh, when, when she gets her tits out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we have to do Robot Wars. That's definitely... Robot Wars. Definitely Robot Wars. Because, I mean, we get Barbara Crampton as well, so what more could you ask? Yes, that's true. So, Serial Mum. That old chestnut. I forgot why we were here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Rosemary runs over and tells him about Mr. Stubbins, and it's on every channel, isn't it? About his death. Apparently, yeah. I don't know why it would be on every channel. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, well, no. when Prince Philip died. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> that was pretty fucking close, wasn't it? <laughs> it's on every channel apart from Channel 4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's still got come down with me on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they. Eugene says whoever did this should get the death penalty. <laughs> There's Beverly in the background. That's looking at. Well, that's the running joke, isn't it? So he says it a couple of times yeah. during the film, and then when it's his actual wife, he doesn't say it. Yeah. She, <laughs> when it's yeah. Did I say that? The iconic stoner girl's being interviewed, isn't she? Oh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> Describing the car, uh, blue car, blue car. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And then we go to, uh, we skip to night time and Beverly's reading a book on serial killers uh, in bed before having very loud and very over-the-top sex with Eugene. Well, it's a bird on books. A bird on books? Bird on books. A uh, book what? on birds. <laughs> and she's... <laughs> Are you okay? You're actually sweating. You're <laughs> it's the heat. It's we the have heat. to close the window in case anyone makes noises. <laughs> yell. Um... Can I open that door and then you, we just let you go for it? Like you you and carry and... on. You get Wait. that breeze, darling. You get that breeze. <laughs> By God, you've earned it. Let's hope the postman doesn't come back this week. Oh, because know, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a bit late, though, wouldn't it? Be a little late. Are, are you still joining us? No post on Sundays. Yes, yes, I'm back. I'm back. I'm not editing this out, by the way. <laughs> 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 So yeah, anyway, so you were saying, a bird, bird on books. Oh yeah, so it's a, a book on birds, and uh, she's got serial killer pictures inside, so she uh, rubs Charles Manson's face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> and then like, gets real horny about him, and like, she's like, <laughs> so her husband. And the way they fuck is just, it's so stupid, and like, like O-T-T, like to the max. She's she's full on moaning like fuck, and he's just, all he's doing is like, just giving her like a little little peck on the cheek, and she's like, oh yeah, you're like, chill out, <laughs> chill out, man. like, come on now, come on, Beth. It's that crimes of passion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> about when she was in that. <laughs> Big blue deal there. <laughs> she's just really happy to be involved, you know? She's just happy for the attention. <laughs> well, what do we think to Eugene? Because he's, he's, I mean, I, I think this film is flawed, sort of every second of it, but Eugene's a bit of a boring character, would you say? Well, it's meant to be, isn't it? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's sort of the boring husband. It does go well with with, uh, with Beverly's constant energy and dampness. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, Beverly would be a, a boring character if she wasn't a serial killer. The next day, he gets uh, a call from Ralph and Betty about an emergency dentist appointment. Bastard. 
Um, whilst uh, Beverly's watching some birds with her binoculars. And Misty's upset, isn't she? Why is she upset? Because Carla stood her up. She wants him dead, doesn't she? She could kill him. Yeah, I love how everyone's answer to anything and this. Uh, <laughs> I wish someone just murdered him or I wish yeah. he'd gone down. She's like, die, you say. <laughs> but then they're all shocked when it actually yeah. happens. <laughs> Except the bin men, they love yeah. it. They, love <laughs> they loved it. They were her biggest fans. <laughs> I think uh, how she like she justifies what she does based on like the smallest thing, like yeah. something that's so small, like not putting out, like not recycling. She's gonna she's gonna fuck you up, and then <laughs> she'll see something she likes, and she go, do you know what? I won't tell you because just saw a bird, so that chilled me out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fairness, it was like shredded paper, wasn't it? And it was just yeah, like flying yeah. everywhere. And I'd be a bit I'm like, that's, that's messy. Like, you, you've now got like rubbish in your garden. So, like, maybe you should invest in more than one like trash yeah. can. Mm. There we go. Justified. Okay, recycling queen. <laughs> recycling queen. The, uh, the detectives turn up again to discuss Mr. Stubbins' death, and they point out. Uh, that Beverly is the only parent of any of Mr. Stubbins' pupils that has a car matching the description from the Stoner Girl. Yeah. Yeah. And they notice that a magazine that Scott is holding up is missing a P that has been cut out. P for pussy face, maybe? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> the, the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this one, this one we're introduced to the bin men, and they are really great characters. What time is this? I'm, I'm six minutes past ten. Six minutes past ten. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I love uh, the fact the timestamps are like, but there's, <laughs> there's like, this is going to sound ridiculous, but there's like something stupid about the times that, you know what I mean? I don't know why the, the, the choice of the time, just even they feel ridiculous. Well, it's like she's making them phone calls at like nine in the morning. Like, who's got time to be doing that in the morning? Like, what? Serial <laughs> mom's got time. <laughs> So she goes and has a bitch with the uh, bin men about rosemary, how she's oh, a recycle. They spill the tea on rosemary. They really they? do. <laughs> they fucking hate rosemary. So. <laughs> yeah, and the bin men are basically like, just, just murdered a bitch. Just, just have to take him with it. Well, she gives some whiskey, didn't she? she so they, they have some whiskey at six minutes past ten in the morning. <laughs> um, but this town they... also has got like something against people who don't recycle. Like, if you don't recycle, you are the devil in this town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Costing them taxpayers millions each year. <laughs> Where is cereal mom's attitude in a day like this? You know, one, we need more cereal moms. It's true. What we got, Greta Thunberg now? <laughs> She's well, the one trying to save. She can't be yeah, serious, mom. Can she? <laughs> a Dutty and Rosemary are watching a talk show discussing women who love men who mutilate. When Beverly shows up. And asks if the flowers in Rosemary's living room are pussy willows. <laughs> Only for the film couldn't get any gay. We've got Joan Rivers on the TV. <laughs> I love, I love it. It's great. This is when Dottie realises that Beverly's the caller. And uh, Beverly smashes the cup on the floor, blames it on Dottie, and takes Rosemary out. No, it's a, fab it's a Fabergé egg. Is it a Fabergé egg? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought it was yeah. a yes. No. Oh, excuse me. That's I'm the reason not, why I'm, they go. I mean, this. I might be, you know be kicked out of the gay club for this, but I'm not quite sure what the significance of a Fabergé egg actually is. Is it, is it a big yeah, deal? I, I don't... Is it... It's... Yeah, it's kind of just like a really posh 
Easter egg made with oh. diamonds and gold and right. usually Absolutely. usually so a Fabergé egg would sell for like millions um but then obviously the hearse was like a royal dalton um Fabergé so it would have been like uh, made of I don't know some nice material that wasn't gold <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that clarification <laughs> concrete or something like that, I don't know <laughs> Thanks, thanks for that education. Yeah, so it's, it's, a posh, it's like a posh egg. It's a posh egg. Like Every a posh day egg. as a school day, especially when we're talking about eggs. Yeah, but it's not edible. Not <laughs> edible, the diamond kind, not gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. concrete. Concrete. What's the word? Oh, chi like China or, or, you know, like a real posh. Porcelain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. <laughs> None the wiser, are we? <laughs> I, don't know, I assumed it would be a, a very crisp thing. Like, as soon as I heard the name, I was like, okay, you, you'll know what that is. Yeah. Well, Jane, Jane McDonald, she went to <laughs> Russia, didn't she? <laughs> Did she? Yeah, and she said it was very similar to what she saw when she was in uh, Moscow or St. Petersburg. Oh my god, these guys were just thinking, these old bitches actually yeah. watching James Bond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Jane McDonald, you love a bit of Jane McDonald. <laughs> I have never, I know this is like sacrilegious to you, but I have never watched anything with Jane McDonald before in my life. Never. Well, Not even Lucifer back in the day. Nope, never. We only watch the cruising shows, so she goes on these cruises. <laughs> she goes on what? She's just cruising. It's called Cruising with Jane McDonald's. Not a girl. The Al Pacino. But she goes on these cruises, and it's hilarious, because she's always making these double entendres, isn't she? Yeah. So she's like, this episode, I'm being taken up the Mississippi. <laughs> uh, she knows. She knows. She's a but... horny woman. And then at the end of the episode, she'll sing a song, like do a cover, with like a, a mild music video that has something to do with where she's been. So she was, um, was it South America? And she sang Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went to India and she sang Jai Ho. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's had like a real music video where she's like all this floaty material and she's like dancing as if she's like that's right, got to be the whitest thing i've ever heard in my life it really is so yeah it really is that's some middle-aged white lady karen stuff that is yeah. it, it is it is oh, so wanky but so it's so entertaining funny. it's it's ridiculous. so funny and, and i love a good travel show so <laughs> Yeah, but you, you like a good travel show. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it good. We don't watch it for the right reasons. <laughs> sometimes, you, sometimes you gotta watch stuff just to laugh at the irony of it all. Or you know, like sometimes I like like get myself addicted to something because it feels like I laugh at it, and then next thing you know, I am actually addicted to the show because then I love it, and I'm like, damn it, got me again, trickster. Yeah. And it's Captain on Coronation Street, I know it. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Isn't that what Real Housewives is, really? I mean, yeah. I, I find it hilarious. So the no, I, I always went into that, like, knowing exactly what I was going for, exactly why I was watching, because I liked that trashy stuff. No, I, I, was, I was tricked into it because I was, like, Luke told me about it for ages, and then my, like, um... 
friend I live with, they started watching it and told me how funny these scenes were. And next thing you know, we're watching these people like cage animals. Like they know they know the price of like a Chanel bag, but they do not know how yeah. much a carton of milk costs. So like, <laughs> this is insane, and I love it. I mean, honestly, there there are no really any good roles for like women over the age of forty, and then then comes the housewives, and this is what it's for. Like these are like some if you like wrote this for for a TV show, it would be some of the best scenes. Like you know, Emmy nominated scenes. If it was just in a random yeah. TV show, but because it's in reality TV, it's like looked down upon. But no, it's there's, there's some of the most iconic, you know, pop culture scenes to ever come out of these shows. And this mm. is the end of our Housewives episode. Right? Yeah, like <laughs> <Bye>, guys. <laughs> <Thank you> much. <laughs> Do you think everyone who's listened to this episode is actually going to go and watch Serum, or are they going to go and watch The Real Housewives? It's kind of followed the same by cruising with Jane McDonald. I mean, John Waters' films—it's kind of the same thing. The same thing. <laughs> you're, you're laughing at the ridiculousness of it all. Yeah, you know, it's 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 trash. It's it is trash cinema. But... And don't don't try and tie it into the episode. No. People know this is what we do. <laughs> do you remember when we went on a tangent about Claire's accessories, and that's the only comments we got. Like, oh my god, Claire's. I'm like, oh okay, Claire's accessories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who was it? Oh no, it was Scarlett Johansson, wasn't it? Outside. No, no, it was, an, it was another one. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, we did mention Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Um, so the detectives show up at Eugene's workplace to tell him that they found more magazines with letter missing. And uh, they also tell him about the books on serial killers she's been buying as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Oh, which yeah, is true. Which you carry on, but I didn't, I didn't think that was a thing. Like, it's flimsy how's... evidence, to be fair, like, just because yeah. you've got about serial killers, like, a lot of people do, like, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. But, but here's us nervous that Facebook have got all our details, <laughs> and they can find out what books you bought, like, in 1994. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bit much, that, innit? Yeah. <laughs> Beverly and Misty are at the American equivalent of a car boot, the, the swap, swap meet, was it you swap said? Swap meet. Um... <laughs> sounds disgusting. I don't like that at all. Swap meat. Swamp meat. Is, it, is that the know. same thing as a flea market? Is are they the same thing? Like a carbon sale? I think so. Are you sure it's a swap meat? Are you 100% she sure? She describes it as a swap meat, okay. but it is essentially just like... Carbo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is it? Uh, Dickinson's Real Deal. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of <laughs> an Or, or, uh, or yeah. like, flog it. Flog it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ro Rosemary comes away into getting the uh, fire poker for three dollars, doesn't she? Yeah, down so from five. Little... Not that much of a saint, really. She saved no. dollars. Like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then Carl is there with another girl, isn't he? Bastard. I know. So he's there with a slim, attractive blonde. How obvious. Uh, played <laughs> by Tracy Lords. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was she was in Cry Baby. Um, but also in, you know, she was a famous porn actress. Oh, she really? Yeah, yeah, Ooh. before she did John Waters, Trent Lidgets. Good for her. She's done, if you look at, like, her IMDb, she's done a shit ton of stuff. Like, she yeah. really worked and worked and worked. And, uh, yeah, so did she come back after this sequence? Uh, no. She just screams. Oh, no, I remember that, because I got mixed up with the actress who's playing her in a film um, in the end. 
Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought they were the yeah. person. I thought that was the same person. No? Yeah. Uh, you got confused. No, you got Suzanne Summers, Susan Summers yeah. confused. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> is this okay. a gay hero? Take my gay card away now. <laughs> I know yeah. I said. Suzanne Summers is like, she's a legend slash icon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, it, when, when we get into her, we'll explain <laughs> why. <laughs> So Rosemary leaves her fire poker with Beverly, uh, who uses it to murder Carl whilst he's taking a piss. But shortly before this, there's a guy who spots her for a glory hole that says, eat me, before she murders Carl and runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Rosemary notices blood on Beverly's shoes, uh, and a guy eating a kebab finds the body, and the police are searching for the glory hole guy. No, they, they search the glory hole guy, even. Uh, as he tells them he saw a lady in in the bathroom, doesn't he? Yes. Um, it's just these little touches, like the fact that the guy who discovered him is eating a kebab. <laughs> like, in the toilet. It just makes it so much funnier. It's, it's so obvious, but if I wrote a film, I wouldn't, like... I wouldn't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I wouldn't yeah. write, oh, he's holding a kebab. As he enters, it feels so simple, but it's um, it takes a real genius to write these sort of hilarious moments into films. Mm-hmm. Carl's new girlfriend already has her eyes on one of the detectives straight yes. after Carl's been murdered. Uh, <laughs> Misty tells Beverly about Carl and uh, Beverly responds with, well, you got your wish. And Rosemary finds blood on her fire poker. Does she now? She does. <laughs> Rosemary. Dirty <laughs> bitch. Nah. <laughs> She's kinky. <laughs> Eugene finds all of the serial killer books and memorabilia, uh, including the tape from Ted Bundy, which is actually John Waters. John Waters. <laughs> recorded that. Nice. Uh, Chip, Birdie, and Scotty are watching Straight Jacket at the video store. Now, that is an iconic. No, yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen Straight Jacket? My, my mum made me watch that years ago and then like is going to act surprised that a fairy, she had a fairy for a son. I'm like, yeah. you were breeding me that way, woman. <laughs> yeah, Joan, so Joan Crawford in that film is just everything. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Well, John Waters worshipped uh, William Castle, didn't mm-hmm. he? So, uh. I'm going to try Crawford probably, I can. No, oh, definitely. Exactly. Game, as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're watching at the video store and Misty shows up and tells them that Beverly is Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Rosemary tells the detectives uh, that Beverly's the killer and Dottie uh, requests a female police officer to tell her that... Uh, <laughs> But Beverly said Pussy Willows earlier that day. <laughs> pussy Willows. So much pussy going on. Is Pussy Willows like an actual... Is it a plant? Plan? Yeah. I've never... I mean, do we get them here? Should I think we, we want get them here. Should, should, should we get some? some? <laughs> yeah, let's get some. I've got a vase ready for me. Uh, Chip tells Beverly that Scotty thinks she's the killer, so uh, so she goes out, presumably, to go and kill Scotty. Uh, so they all follow her, uh, but instead... Well, first of all, she listens to Daybreak by Barry Manilow to drown out police sirens. <laughs> exactly. when the car's following 
<laughs> I, I searched it. I didn't automatically know it was Barry Manilow, mm. just to let you know. Yeah, I was like, sure, Jan. <laughs> as soon as I heard it, straight away. Um, she goes to Ralph and Betty's house, where they have eaten chicken with a lot of really disgusting detail. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's typical John Waters, like the disgusting yeah. nature of like that scene. And it's so gross watching someone eat that closely. It's Yeah, and I'd like... On top of everything, that chicken looks disgusting. It does. Yeah. Like horrible, horrible, like McTuckies, like awful, <laughs> like one star hygiene rating chicken. No. And then and the, the sounds, the sounds, it sounds, so yeah. Biting of the skin and pulling the skin. No. It, it looks yeah. like it's from the reduced section in Asda. Very really. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scotty's watching an interesting film, isn't he, with Chesty Morgan? Good old Chesty Morgan. Morgan. Ooh, love the name. <laughs> Chesty and <laughs> <a bad> back. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look up Chesty Morgan on IMDb? See I was already aware of Chesty Morgan. Oh, yeah. I'm being <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a porn star name, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I don't know what could have gave that away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so Scott is giving himself a good time to a bit of Chesty Morgan. Giving what? himself a good time. <laughs> oh. I mean, he has the most awkward and over the top wank I've ever he seen does. in his entire life. Like, the production value in that scene is like, <laughs> how is that? That doesn't even look enjoyable. It's like you're doing the most, you've only got to do one thing. Like, yeah, hold on, that's not how you all do it? Have I been doing all the time? No, no. It's like, ah! This is old, bad, vibrating. Just like, exorcisms are happening. Is it the effect of Chesty Morgan? Is, is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> so, Beverly... Um, Be Beverly stabs Betty with a pair of scissors. Uh, she has some very interesting uh, killing weapons. I know we mentioned the leg of lamb, but... She's always a bit inventive, isn't she? I mean, the mm. phone at the end of the film. Yeah. And TV. She can, she can aim and throw these scissors like it's nobody's business. Like, her aim is on point. She just... And it just flies so straight, doesn't it? Yeah. Like... <laughs> and it's straight into the wall as well. Yeah. Yeah, twice. Yeah, twice. twice. Yeah. yeah, she drops a TV on Ralph's head from the window. And everyone else. That's an aircon unit. Was it an aircon unit? I thought it was a TV. Yeah. Aircon, it's like in America, they always oh. have these really high risk aircons just but about I... waged on their wonder why. I'm like, that's such a hazard. I don't get that. Convenient. So they have to have their window open to put this aircon unit in. So the window's already constantly open whilst they also have aircon. It makes no sense to me. Like, just open the window. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Or buy a fan. I don't get it. America's oh, for you. Yeah. Why would they have that TV in the window? I, I don't know. I mean, no, it's a, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so that's Betty and Ralph gone. Uh, and then meanwhile, everyone else who thought they knew where she was going, they, ca they catch uh, Scotty having this really stressful wank that he was having. <laughs> it's a necessarily stressful wank. Very stressful. Um, <laughs> stressful for who? Well, for him, I mean, he was like, he was bouncing up and down on the bed, he's, yeah. Yeah, and also imagine that many people walking in yeah. on you having a wank, especially to Chesty Morgan, like... <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't doing it, she was just like, she was in a miniskirt and her tits were out, and she was like, 
sunbathing. She wasn't like doing anything like that <laughs> yeah. sexual. She was just like yeah. doing those tits around, like hey, like and he's proper getting into it. I'm like, you've got you like you need to like I don't know find something else to watch because that's not very exciting, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the nineties and the the limited resources. I know. Yeah, oh God, yeah. You know, day on uh, the internet now. <laughs> Uh, so Ralph um, is dead. I don't know. I'm looking at my notes from that scene. For we're past that now. Uh, the detectives and a whole line of police officers are waiting outside the family's house the next day, and they all follow them to church. Whilst an announcement is made on the radio about Betty and Ralph, and the same announcement reveals that Beverly is the killer and Baltimore's first serial killer. Go on, yeah, Baltimore. I don't feel that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore, they've, they've got a good one. You know, if you're going to have your first seal color, let it be that bitch. <laughs> they arrive at church and everyone is looking really disgusted at them. Uh, a photographer asks Beverly if she's serial mum, and this is where we get first mention of her as serial mum. It's kind of weird that they would mention her name on the radio without her being arrested. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, 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 imagine you're like driving down and you just heard your own name. It's like the main yeah. suspect. <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not in custody then? Why am I here? Yeah. What's going on? I love her reaction to it. It's just like, yeah, no, I mean, she, she just couldn't give a shit. Yeah. The the uh, detectives receive confirmation that Beverly's fingertips, uh, fingertips. Wow, that's weird. Fingerprints. Are <laughs> fingertips. The whole of a film. Fingertips. Yeah. No tips. Oh. Get your <laughs> mind out of out of the gutter. I know what you're thinking. Fingertips. Chesty Morgan. Chesty Morgan. Morgan. Fingertips. <laughs> Not an R watch. So they find her fingerprints on the murder weapon. So they, along with a lot of cops, head into the church to arrest her. But she sneezes in a baby's face. No, and... I thought this was disgusting, actually. This made me feel a bit. It was like, like the snot all goes in the baby's face when she sneezes. <laughs> I mean, that, ho- that whole scene in the church is so over the top and sweet. Yeah. So much fun. And everything about it is just OTT. From, like, everyone, everyone, everyone gets, like, each group of, like, families gets, like, a different line or, like, a, or something yeah. they all do. And it's just so stupid. It's just the way they all start screaming as soon as she just sneezes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Chip and Birdie helper escape. Uh, Howell, the photographer, questions Eugene uh, about Beverly before taking some pictures of Misty, who's absolutely loving it, isn't she? Oh, she is, yeah. She does, uh, um, oh, Ricky Lake, she does make me laugh in this film. <laughs> She's um she's man hungry, would you call it? Yeah. Man starved, yeah. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Hungry, horny, all the above. Yeah. So Chip and Birdie take Beverly to the video store. Um this one introduced to Mrs. Jensen, who turns up and she's disgusted that they're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But she's come to rent Annie and has brought back Ghost Dad. Uh, which she hasn't rewound, has she? <laughs> no, she has not rewound Ghost Dad. Has anyone seen Ghost Dad? I, I can't say. No, um, never. No. But the the um, titles it sounds great. Sounds fun. Oscar it's Wernick. a Bill Cosby film, um, so I don't think they're going to be releasing it anytime soon. <laughs> on Blu-ray or DVD. <laughs> yeah, I yeah so I don't think I'll be watching that film. After all. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to get the Blu-ray collector's edition, no. perhaps with the original artwork. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it does exactly what it says on the tin as well, and it's a, 
about a ghost dad. Uh, I don't think it was well received. <laughs> ghost dad. Well, I, I think it sounds like a work of art. It sounds, so, yeah. it sounds so stupid. I looked it up. So it's about a widowed father tries to support his children after he becomes a ghost in an accident. Are you fucking serious? So he dies, basically. So he dies. Yeah, he didn't like he didn't like fall one day or just like tripped and became a ghost. You know, they just yeah. acted like clothes, <laughs> like, oh today I'm gonna just put on my ghost clothes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like you died. Is that not what Patrick Swayze does for Demi Moore in Ghost? Is this is this like a spin-off? Spin-off of, of Ghost. I wouldn't say it's a spin-off, I'd say it's a rip-off maybe. It's the the it's the unofficial sequel. Let's, let's yeah. just say yeah. <laughs> When Whoopi Goldberg says you're in danger, girl, she means it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that goes down. <laughs> so Beverly is fuming that uh, Mrs. Jensen didn't rewind Ghost Dad. So what does she decide to do? She decides to hunt her down, doesn't she? Yeah, decides to kill her. Because she didn't rewind. Yeah. So uh, Well deserved. <laughs> well deserved, yeah. Well deserved. Probably. Oh, do you remember that blockbuster when that used to be a thing when someone just wouldn't rewind the tapes? No. No? Just me? Anyone else? No. <laughs> no, I was. Um, we would have our videos. Any ones we had, we like. My mum would record them off, like you know, Urban Legends coming up on Channel Four. You better get the video <laughs> out and record over that shit football match, and then you know you had all them advertisements. So I wasn't as lucky, fortunately. <laughs> That's how you discovered the beast, wasn't it? That's the yeah. It's also yeah. how I discovered Joe's hand of passion. That was how I discovered the beast. It's all full circle. It was always the same videotape as well that was it said on it another 48 hours, which is an Eddie Murphy film. But I, as far as I knew, it was never another 48 hours. Because we just recorded over it, over and over again. So uh, Chip and Birdie follow. Beverly to Mrs. Jensen's house. So does Scotty. Um, and Mrs. Jensen is now watching Annie. She's singing along to Tomorrow and the dog's licking her feet. And she's really enjoying it. She's really enjoying it. I mean, I think she might have smeared peanut butter somewhere a bit more yeah. further north than there by the, how much she was enjoying that, perhaps. She's like, go to town on these puppies. Come on now, get She is sort of someone that gets her feet licked by dogs like that, that's the sort of girl that does not rewind her tapes. You know? (laughs) You're like, it's chaos. Well, just before then, she hacks at a leg of lamb, doesn't she? Yes. And puts it in a sandwich. um, But then starts to eat it, but not eat the lamb. (laughs) She just eats like a bit of bread. (laughs) And there's something like blue in it. Like, what what is that blue stuff in your sandwich? So not only can she not, you know... Rewind tapes, but we discovered she can cook as well. Um, <laughs> that thing was burnt AF, and it had something blue inside it. So um, fuck knows what that was. <laughs> uh, I'm and okay it's so random that. to like cook like cook a lamb and then watch Annie like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm assuming she lives by herself as well. That's a lot of lamb for one person. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, she and the whole of Annie. She needed it to last her, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she's got the whole of Annie to get through, you know. She, she, needs, she needs, she needs a, like a pretend microphone, so she just grabs the laptop. Yeah. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the spin-off I want to see. 
Here I'm on too. Get So, yeah, so Beverly decides not to murder her with a kitchen knife, but instead she beats her to death with that leg of lamb. Whilst tomorrow plays Whilst in the tomorrow. background. And then she rewinds <laughs> the tape. She does. She, and then the dog good. eats the lamb, so she's safe yeah. on that one. Yeah, and everyone wins. Murder everyone wins. And she's a dollar richer as well. Yeah. And she's yeah. also dead, so... Yeah. <laughs> she notices that Scotty was watching her um, while she was, you know, acting out the best scene of the film. So she chases him down with a kitchen knife. He gets away in his car, so she steals a van uh, and chases him. And they end up at a gig where a band called Camel Lips are playing. <laughs> I just wrote that. I wrote down uh, the Camel Toe Divas. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they were called. Camel Toe Divas for me. Uh, so Camel Lips are... So Camel Lips are played by L7, um, who were like an actual band in the 90s. The most famous... Thing they did was they played. You say this is their most famous thing. I didn't notice until you told this me. This is if you Google L Seven, this is the top story. <laughs> um, they were playing a gig at Reading Festival in 1992, and um, the crowd weren't really on their side. So the lead singer decided to take out her tampon and throw it into the crowd. <laughs> oh, oh nice. that's, that's so nice. that's the kind of level we're on. So <laughs> this is what we're dealing with <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no such events happen during this gig. That I'm surprised not. Um, I'm surprised he didn't write it into the film. I mean, they, I mean, they had a serial killer running all through the yeah, crowd, and everyone's yeah. like, "Yes, go!" <laughs> and they do like, pour like alcohol on a, on a burning body, so they like, <laughs> and you're like, "Where's the bloody tampon?" Boo! Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they uh, yeah they they're very much on serial mum's side, and Scotty gets killed, gets set on fire by uh, a lighter and what was it? What she had? Okay, hairspray. 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 There we go. <laughs> so, in reference. <laughs> so yeah, and then this is when she is arrested, as the crowd chants serial mum as she's taken away. And it's five months later. And the case is now in court. Uh, and Beverly, she's really happy to be there, isn't she? She is. She's having a great time. <laughs> Apart from the white shoes, that's the only thing she hates, oh, yeah. is the white shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, Timothy Nasal Roll, what was his role in the court? I, I, I mean, you'd think I'd known the shit, but I, I don't. Who? Timothy, the guy who's leading the court, the other side. That's not Beverly's side. Oh, the prosecution. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's he's listing all the ways that Beverly killed people. Uh, Beverly's lawyer confirms that she's insane, so she fires him on the spot and decides to represent herself instead. Uh, she's, she's, a, she's a great mom, but yeah. she's an even better lawyer. Uh-huh. Yeah, she oh, is. Yeah. Yeah, her lawyer could never have done the job that she's about to do. Uh, Dottie's in court, isn't she? Dottie is in court. <laughs> Um, she takes the stand. <laughs> I love the fact she's got time to like fuck with her while she's like on trial. For, like, yeah. like, she's, still, she's still doing the most. But Fair I have to say, like, Chip has like two courtroom like outfits that I was like obsessed with and really wanted to wear. Like his his all black with the beret. I was like, oh, I want yeah. that. And a date two with like a new beret and like a different outfit. I'm like, I want that outfit as well, Chip. You've got some yeah. style. <laughs> 
Yeah, he he is. He just turned into a style icon for the last act of the film. Um, oh, I, I don't know where this was for the rest of the film, but he, he is serving some looks. Um, does his girlfriend? Does she change her style? Does she dress I don't think so. She was very sort of grungy, wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, with a Wilson Phillips haircut. But he's yeah. a big deal now, isn't he, Chip? He's uh, making press calls. He's got an agent. Yes. Wait, he's Beverly's agent. He's Beverly's <laughs> agent. Yeah, he gets punched in the face by Carl's brother. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carl's brother finds out that Suzanne Summers is hoping to play <laughs> Beverly. So he wonders who's going to play his brother, Jason Priestley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beverly tricks Dottie. There's some old references for you. <laughs> Beverly tricks Dottie into admitting she was drinking when she received the phone calls, and this causes her to swear a lot at Beverly, and ends up being removed and put in prison for five days. Woo! Justice has been served. <laughs> well, well, we haven't mentioned why Dottie was um, in trouble with Beverly. It's because she stole her apartment uh, space. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that That's what that was referring to? I thought I thought she just hated her face or something. You know, like no. she just no, goes out of her problem. way to like cause her havoc from start to finish. Like, all, all the reasons why she's killing these people are so like petty and pathetic. It's like you really want to kill someone over this, but then that's what makes it so iconic. Yeah. Because she's gonna she's gonna like torment this woman because she took her parking spot and that is just very camp <laughs> but it's also we say obviously not justified in like real life but you know it's stuff that would really piss you off <laughs> you'd be like yeah actually i do want to give you a slap after you just yeah <laughs> i do want to like, keep calling you up and going pussy like your pussy face <laughs> yeah. i might that one i might start doing it <laughs> <laughs> The iconic stoner's back. She's being questioned in court. She just won't give a straight answer. And just keeps laughing and talking about the blue car. Yeah, she she is like any gay when the Uber's outside. And <laughs> it's, it's like a Skoda. And we're like, it's a what? <laughs> <laughs> that is like gay fear and panic right there. <laughs> It's true. I I never I, I, I just look for the registration plate. I never have any idea what the make of the car. Yeah, I, yeah. I I do ever look at the car. It's always the registration plate. And you stood there in the street. Like, and, he, and even then, you still ask if it's for you, and you're like, yeah. oh, you're like, well, I don't know why I'm still asking if it's for me because I know it's for me. Yeah. <laughs> we had a Uber driver last week that was listening to a crime show, but the the crime show he was listening to was narrated by Vanilla Ice. What? Why? Someone's looking for a job. <laughs> Someone's happy to get anything that's going to him. But the kind of being discussed was the, the kidnapper of Shergar, yeah. the race horse. Which is even weirder. <laughs> which is so, so much ra- weirder. Do you not remember when, didn't he do um, Dancing on Ice? Or like Strictly? He did one of those shows, I'm sure he did. It was Dancing yeah, on yeah. Ice, yeah. That was it. So what, like in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it was, it was like um when Strictly Come Dancing had Anastasia and she was like kicked out second and she was unbelievably fuming because she was Anastasia and yeah. how dare she be kicked out second? But everyone was like, shut up. And when <laughs> and when um when Coolio was in Big Brother, you're like, why is yeah, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> uh, Does anyone remember when Anastasia lied about her age? 
Wait, what age? What age was she, and what age did she say she was? Well, she said she—I can't remember the exact age, but she said she was about like what five to ten years younger than she actually was. Oh, I, I, do, I remember this. Yeah, but I don't remember what age she lied about, like what she said. But I remember her lying about it. And then she yeah. wondered why she gets kicked off second. Yeah, you're a liar. <laughs> we smell your lies in the seat. Oh, she's got some bangers though. Give it a yeah, so, yes. good Talk about a gay icon. Do you know what you should do? It's it's like a deep dive, but there's a I forgot. I think it's for for Skoda actually. She did an advert for a car, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And she's uh she's she's sat in this car because this guy's like flicking through the channels, and then she for some reason she like just pops up next to him, and she and he starts flicking through the channel, and she's singing along to like all the different like genres of like um, music, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Check it out. Just type and obviously, her voice. Anastasia advert. Yeah, and that funny singing voice that she has. Okay, this sounds amazing. It does. So, as soon as this finishes, we're going on YouTube, and it's going to be the best of Sharon from Corey. Yeah, yeah. The Skoda advertising Anastasia. Yeah, Anastasia Skoda advert, or like some some advert. Just you'll you'll find it straight away. Trust me. Okay, I cannot wait to see this. So one of the detectives is being questioned about uh, what was found in Beverly's trash. Uh, she found an interesting magazine in his trash, didn't she? Uh, yeah. Are you making but, oh, me well, say sorry. The only element of the film that has <laughs> Yeah. Don't make me say it. Fucking <laughs> hell, get me cancelled. Yeah, let's just, let's just say she... It's she, a derogatory term for... Transgendered people. You can yeah, you can whatever. say you're not you're not calling someone. You you just you just yeah. It. <laughs> go in, go say it. Look. Okay, it's called chicks with dicks. <gasps> yeah. And we <gasps> do not cancel approve him. that message. Cancel we him. Not agree no. with oh my it. god, I'm gonna have to sack Chris. It was 1994. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let's get Chris cancelled. Cancel. Cancel. <laughs> cancel him. I, just, I, don't, I think my Bill Cosby joke earlier, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a really quick like Instagram apology and you'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I didn't be fine. I, I can't get cancelled because I don't fucking post anything anyway. <laughs> what am I gonna get cancelled for? Just say like you're willing to change. You're really sorry. Like you, this is a growing experience. Like you learn over Like you will do better. Like there's no excuse, but you'll do better. Oh, shall I pretend I did blackface and then went on? Uh, oh, drag drag race. Race. Yeah, drag on drag oh, okay, that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Drag race standings as an old whole, whole oh, conversation. Uh, it's not the tea, but like no, it's not the tea. But I cannot wait till every like Sunday morning I wake up and I watch it. It's like crack. I'm addicted to it, even though it's awful and it's terrible for my health. I'm addicted to it. Like I need It's got it. some of like the funniest queens that we've had like in Drag Race though, and some of the like some of the best ones we've had in Drag Race. But it's just yep. the the way it's done is just like ripped like, question mark. Like what? Like even even like Rue's looks, I'm like and yeah. the hair and the face, I'm like, does someone over there hate you? Because like something's not quite <laughs> right. Like someone has really got it in for you over there, like See, the, the rumour was that Raven couldn't get to New mm. Zealand and therefore somebody random was doing RuPaul's makeup. And, and, and she pissed them off. Yeah, and that's why it looks 
<laughs> like, like, okay, I'm bringing it back to Real Housewives. But, <laughs> Always. So, like, this whole Erica Jane thing where she's like, her husband's pretty much going to go to prison now, isn't he? And potentially she might. Um, so she can't afford a glam squad. So you can see her makeup. Oh, you see the the trailer. <laughs> it was a bit like that. <laughs> like she can't do her own makeup, and then obviously RuPaul is famous for never doing her own makeup. Did, did we not yeah. enjoy the Minogue's on uh, Drag Race oh, Ballet? No. <laughs> that, for that like really the two seconds we saw them, and yeah. then like <laughs> not point two seconds. Loved it. <laughs> so and they and they didn't even perform to a Kylie song. They performed to. RuPaul's original yeah. version of I'm That Bitch that was so strange. I was like, what is going on? Am I so off my head? This, the, like, someone over there is not doing, it's like doing something really wrong. But mm. then the first season of anything like that is always really rocky. But for this just seems real clunky. And like, who is, who is working over yeah. there? They're not on the ball. I like the, is it Taco with TT? Oh, I know, his, where he like, was meant to be on a video call, yeah. and he was just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, like, I can girls, this. <laughs> did you... I approved this message. <laughs> didn't, like, didn't Troy Savan do the same thing? That wasn't live. They recorded that, and him and that guy Leland. Like, They keep trying to make Leland happen. I'm like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not going to push. It's like when they tried to push what's-his-face on us. What was his name? The one that went a bit, like, bit weird. What was it called? Um... Oh yeah, he kind of the drag race. No, what? no, on no on main drag race. What was that guy called? Lucian Piani. Lucian Piani. Yeah, he went nuts. Like he literally just lost lost the plot and was like just started doing these mad rants. But like they kept trying to shove him down our throats, like he was like he was someone. I was like, <laughs> not trying to make it happen. It's not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> it's true though. It's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> so Rosemary's questions, and uh, Beverly finds a way to make it look like she's the killer uh, before getting her to admit to everyone that she doesn't recycle. And that was good enough for everyone else in the court, wasn't it? Fucking gay. You were absolutely <laughs> shocked to the core. <laughs> the other detective is questioned, and that's when he's distracted by Suzanne Summers, who arrives because she's been cast to play Beverly in a film about all the murders. So Suzanne Summers um, was probably most famous for Three's Company. Yeah, and um, also the Fire Master. The Fire Master, that's the one. <laughs> so she, um, yeah, she was just uh, like Jane the, the, she, was, she was the perfect choice for. She was the, on. Yeah, yeah. Ep- she was on an episode of Housewives because she's friends with Brenna. She's friends with um, uh, Chris Jenner. She's in that gang. Oh yeah! Oh wow! She had like a she had like a, a coffee or dinner with with one of them. Like it might have been Rina. I'm not sure, but one of them. Yeah. Oh okay. I'll need to find this clip. Add that to the YouTube. Probably one that I Was it was it true? Um, Camille was a guest judge on Drag Race. Yes. She was season 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 five. Season five. Okay, I need to go and watch that because she was my favorite. As the and I'm only on season three, and she's my favorite, oh. even though she's not really in it. But she comes, she comes, she comes back, and she comes back with a vengeance, like throughout the throughout the. Good, that's what I want to hear because yeah. she's iconic. You'll you'll she's see again. her again, and she gets she gets messy boots again, like just what we need. She it was it it was the first episode of season five, wasn't it? And yeah. She's like, hey girls. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she walks out like she doesn't she walk out of that store like it's just so it's the um zombie apocalypse thing when they're all in the in the back alley and she kind of walks out that that store and like this is so weird like why why is she here like oh no girls you're not in here you're yeah. around the back <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> see you on the main stage and, and like do that the next episode tour. is like Hollywood. the boston's like hollywood yeah, and all yeah <laughs> <laughs> All these celebrities waving back. I know, I have your green screen. <laughs> oh, good old Camille. So You don't know who... I, I do. I do. Oh, you do know Camille, yeah. yeah. So, Mr Pickles, the oh. glory hole guy, <laughs> he's uh, questioned when Beverly starts opening and closing the legs for him under her desk. Was this a direct thing, do you think, to Basic Instinct? I, mean, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean they've got it, flaunt it. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's what she's going for it. It's He's like... realised slapping them thighs together, like, <laughs> causing heat. Like, but what, what does make sense the... is, so he's he's originally in, like, the men's bathroom making yeah. a glory hole, like, trying to look at, like, dudes, but then he's getting super turned on by, like, <laughs> Beverly's fanny. It's like... Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just... Maybe he's early, just into anything he can get. Like he's yeah, yeah. fair enough. Like... Yeah. I mean, with a name like Mr. Pickles, you know... <laughs> He's probably as happy with anything. You imagine all sorts with like Mr. Pickles, don't you? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with pickles? Like, yeah. Or is pickles a person? Yeah. Is there a Mrs. Pickles? You know, <laughs> Mrs. Pickles. Mrs. Pickles. So <laughs> that's the spin-off we need. Yeah. yeah. Another spin-off. Yeah. yeah. All in the canon. So, so Beverly's using a fine mess. Yeah. So fa- thanks to that. Thanks to the power of Beverly and her open legs. He says he's never seen her before, and Timothy made him lie about it all, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Susan Summers has been interviewed by the press and reveals she thinks Beverly is innocent. Uh, and the jury agree, don't they? They do. What I found a bit weird is that I know she was representing herself, but she never actually takes the stand. No, she's a bit weird. She can't really know it's now. She's like, she's kind of... <laughs> yeah, she just she just defends herself and has yeah. nothing else to say other than you're she just wrong. Like, there, she's like, where were you on such a... well, I was <laughs> <laughs> As soon as she uh, as soon as she's deemed innocent, she leaves the courtroom and murders a member of the jury. By hitting her around the head with a phone for wearing white shoes after Labor Day. Yeah, so it's juror number eight, and it played by uh, Patty First, who was famously kidnapped in I think in the sixties or seventies, and then she kind of joined the people that kidnapped her. Oh, for uh, real? Yeah. I thought you'd describe the plot of a film. No, no, no. But no, no, is this no, no. real? The, the actual actress. <laughs> oh She's my in God. a few John Moore's films, um, but she was the heiress to. The Hearst fortune, I'm not sure what they did. Um, but yeah, so she was kidnapped and she actually took their side and started like robbing banks <laughs> with the people wow. who kidnapped her. Yeah, <laughs> quite famous. So, then... they, so they robbed her and she was like, leave me alone. She went, wait, how much money do you get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she just, uh, the very famous picture of her with a, a gun and a beret, you know, oh, as well. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so she, I don't know if she did any of her acting, but she's in quite a few John Waters films. I mean, she's, she's robbed, I think she's robbed a few banks in her time. She has, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we get a look from Susan Summers, who realizes after hearing someone scream that Beverly actually isn't innocent after all. And we get a title card telling us that Beverly refused to cooperate with the making of this film. And of course, over the credits, we get Daybreak by Barry Manilow. Yeah, and I'm sure you were in your element. I was like, yes, more Barry Manilow. Yeah, being a fan of Low and All, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, You've been playing it ever since. It's getting on my nerves now. (laughs) You'll be hearing it all week. Like a broken record. (laughs) Uh, And that's Serial Mom. Also including Real Housewives. Including Yeah. Yeah. Like Real Housewives featuring Serial Mom. Like (laughs) featuring Jim McDonald, featuring um, Little Slither of Halloween Kills. Yeah. 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 Two minutes of Halloween Kills. It's it's just a big yeah, yeah, bargain hunt. It's just a big dolly mixture of nonsense. And that's what we're here for. So, just chatting shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what we that's usually what we do. do that's what we do yeah. every yeah. week. This is yeah. This is yeah. a this yeah. is a normal yeah. day. This is yeah. a normal day for us. But only now, <laughs> there's we found our match of two other people that like to talk equally as amount of tangible shit. And when you combine two forces together, we're like a Megatron of um, nonsense, <laughs> essentially. It's true. It's absolutely true. It's, it's a dangerous mix because like, it's like tangents on tangents on tangents. It's... <laughs> and tan- yeah, too many tangents. Loophole. Inception of tangents. <laughs> then make a left on Tangent Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> on 123 Tangent Street, yeah. <laughs> and the 212, fuck you. <laughs> So what is our closing thoughts on Serial Mom? I love it. It's a gay masterpiece. That's pretty much all I've got. A camp classic. Camp classic. For all the family. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is the Well, I mean... (laughs) I feel like it's like family-friendly, like comedy horror that is like the gayest thing without actually ever like being like obviously gay you know yeah it's like yeah. the gayest thing since gay sliced bread but under no <laughs> circumstances is there anything like what what they say and do that's like homo it's just you know and that's john waters did he and i love it yeah absolutely yeah so yeah so that's sarah mum next week we will be back and discussing bound uh with special Ooh. guests say podcast and die have you guys seen bound never no you- you don't understand oh. the size of the watch list that I have. Same. And I'm like sweating from the intensity <laughs> of the watch list that I built up. And I was like, sorry, what was that one? Yeah. <laughs> that one? <laughs> yeah. Bound is essential viewing, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. So if you love Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. And of course. Jean Gershon. Yeah. And um, you love lesbian thrillers, then yeah. Bring it on. Everything you need. He doesn't love a lesbian thriller. You want, want, like, just, like, numbing, like, pure entertainment. You need to follow Jennifer Tilly on Twitter because she's, like... Oh, yeah. She's so, like, random and just does the most, like, random things. Like, it's she's just... I love her. Like, she's so entertaining all around. Her prime is amazing. She's a gay. I'm so glad she's going to be in the Chucky series as well. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, that's what we needed. Yeah, 
because I'm surprised she didn't like make a little cameo in the in the remake slash reboot. It wasn't Don Mancini dead set against the reboot. Yeah, he really hated the idea of it, didn't he? So she's really good friends with him. She's always kind of been on his side. And he was sort of dead set against um, the reboot. I don't know why it was great. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know why. We really like it. Um, I, I could see why, but I like that it's not trying to do the exact same thing because proof is in the pudding when you sort of do that. It doesn't work while this is just trying yeah. to be something different. So have your TV show by all means. I mean, more content, please. Yeah. Agree to bottoms. We can't have enough. More content. <laughs> more content. In the words of Britney Jean Spears, gimme, gimme more. Gimme, yes. gimme more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if anyone's listening on social media, and you're on social media, I mean, if you're not, then... Then what do we do? I don't do? Why I say that every week. Why do I say? Of course, you, if you listen to your own social media, we heard of us. We might not be. <laughs> we we do it all the time. We're always like, oh, so if you're listening to us and you're following us on this, yeah. that's how they found us in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Amish and listening, then uh... yeah. <laughs> or if you have a flip phone and. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, you're listening to us on vinyl. (laughs) Do you know, like, flip, like, I saw the other day, I think, I'm sure it's it's like a new Galaxy phone and it's a flip phone touchscreen. Like, they're trying to bring back. Oh my god. No, I want. I'll have one in every color. I will have one in every color. Flip phone just makes me think of um, Carrie Bradshaw at the end of the series. <laughs> you know, that pink one, hideous, like, pink flip phone. And then, yeah, uh, it's like John, isn't it? Like, the last <laughs> thing you see in the TV series before the film is this hideous pink phone. <laughs> the thing is, though, if it's not if it's not a razor, I'm not interested. Because that's the only flip phone I'm ever going to be interested in. A, a Motorola razor. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not... Well, were they the ones that you had to like push down for them to like flip up? No, or was that no, the Motorola Pebble? Like the, the razors were like the really slim line Motorola. Yeah, both uh, thin and so cool, but like yeah. Yeah, I know when you're talking about. I know when you're you're talking about. Bring back flip phones. Look, look how excited we are. Let's not. <laughs> bring back pink ones though. So if you listen to us on your flip phone, we uh, horror called trash over on Facebook and Instagram. Horror called trash on Twitter. Let us know what you think of Serial Mum. Let us know. What you think of the Real Housewives? What you think of Jay McDonald flip phones? Let us just go just to dance, anything <laughs> discussed. Yeah, the weather. With that. <laughs> yeah. By anything discussed in this. But anything Chris has said this episode, then you know. Yeah, Chris's social media details are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm serious, bitch. Give me oh, details. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> please address all complaints to Chris Barker eight two three. Uh, on Letterboxd, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a different name for everything. So I'm dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and GazCruise92 on Twitter. Uh, be generous, right, if you subscribe, if you if you enjoyed the episode and whatnot. And, guys, where can we find you on social media? You can find us on Instagram um, at Spelling Gods Podcast, Facebook, Spelling Gods Podcast, spoiler alert, um, Twitter, <laughs> Spelling Gods Pod. We like to change that one up, drop a couple of letters. Um, and then on email, you can get us at Spelling Gods Podcast at Outlook.com if you're feeling nasty. 
Brilliant. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And it's been an amazing episode. Thank uh, you for having, for having us. <laughs> we will definitely have you back again when we do our Real Housewives. Cinematic yes. Universe. Yes. When we yeah. dedicate one to We need Real to do Housewives. like the Marvel Universe, but with the Housewives. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yep. Yeah. We'll back next week. Found with Say Podcast and Die. So we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye. 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 Bye.